Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty podcast with me, Rich Cooling. Um, so today we are starting our rookie-focused um, production. So we're going to start breaking down each individual position Um well, the main fantasy positions. We're going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We've got some excellent guests lined up. Um, to start off the uh, the rundown, we've got the the most requested guest back from when it was the Dynasty Island podcast. So this is actually my brother. So this is Kenny. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming back. As I said, I think you were the, the most requested. I think we had two requests. I was going to say, is that mum and dad? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for those of you who don't know, my brother Kenny, um, fantastic knowledge around the game, but um, but specifically around the quarterback position. So couldn't think of anyone better to come on and and kind of break down the main guys with us. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through um, kind of probably the first five, um, the big name guys that we're expecting could be first round picks um, come May, and um, what we're going to do is we're going to um, walk through them once at a time. The whole way through this podcast, we're talking about values and rankings. We're thinking through a super flex, super flex lens um, just to kind of help you guys. Um, so let's dive straight into it, Kenny. So we'll start at the top. 
Um, I, I think since since you know you and I have been following um, the NFL, I don't know if I've seen a hype around the quarterback quite as much as it's been this year. Um, so, what what do you think of uh, of Trevor Lawrence? Well, it was it was really interesting going in and looking at his tape because. I sort of switched it on and I think I must have been in a bit bad mood that day. So I put on, uh, I can't remember what game it was, but I was watching it and I was thinking, oh, he, he isn't all that. He isn't all that. And then I came away and I thought, no, I need to. And then I, I, I went back and I watched, I watched a little bit of Andrew Luck tape that I'd found and then went back to Trevor Lawrence and I was like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I totally got that wrong. This guy is phenomenal. I mean, I think he suffered a little bit early on in my view because obviously the hype around him is unbelievable um you know you hear guys even someone like Mike, Mike Lombardi um who pretty much has nothing good to say about anyone and he was even impressed with uh, his pro day and stuff and uh and he lives up to the hype I mean he really is he's a phenomenal prospect I mean he, he pretty much ticks every box I mean He's got a good release. He's got very good arm strength and his touch on his passes is exceptional. I mean, the way he throws the deep ball, he just lays it in perfectly over, you know, I think he's got one of the best deep balls I've seen. Not necessarily, he's not got an absolute cannon for an arm. I mean, he's not Josh Allen, but the way that he's able to get it over those intermediate defenders and then drop it in behind them. Um, I was just thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. And he, he looks like a really good athlete as well. So, I mean, I think he's a legit running threat as a QB. I think that you'll pick up points there with him as well that, you know, I don't know if he's going to be our first 4,000 yard pass, a thousand yard rusher, but I certainly think he's probably good for 30 to 50 yards a, a game kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to disagree with anything he said. He's, He's completely incredible to watch on film, um, literally ticks every box. Um, I remember talking about probably nine months ago saying that from a fancy perspective, I could see, you know, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields being better from a fancy production because of, you know, I thought Lawrence would be more of a pocket passer at the next level, but you're now putting him in a, a Jacksonville franchise where you've got a Meyer. I think that, He's, you know, he's utilised the mobility of his quarterbacks throughout his time in college, and you fully expect him to make the most of of Trevor Lawrence's mobility and athleticism at the next level. Yeah. And I think that actually, that probably does a lot for his rushing production um, that we all know is so important when it comes to the fantasy side of things. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of examples at Clemson of him being uh, a red zone runner as well. So Clemson did a, a decent amount of sort of read option stuff as well down by the goal line. So I think that would also possibly bump up some of his value as well that I could see him being a, I don't know, double figure t- touchdowns, but certainly a seven, eight kind of touchdowns a season kind of guy as well, which obviously that gets you those hidden points on top of, I mean, I, I expect him to be a highly prolific passer as well. I mean, I think Urban Meyer, I mean, I don't think, I think NFL teams have been sniffing around there for a long time. And I think the fact that he was willing to to come out, I mean, obviously he got complete control going to, to Jacksonville, but the fact that he was willing to come back into coaching, I think it would have taken the chance of working with a guy like Trevor Lawrence to do that. So I think that sort of shows you what a, a special kind of prospect he is. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, you touched on it there. I see sort of, I guess, Josh Allen with better throwing in terms of the Josh Allen rushing game. 
of mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be be utilized. He's gonna be able to make plays when he's seeing that you know man coverage. Everybody drops away, pocket collapses. He can go out and make those yards. He's gonna get utilized in that red zone where he's gonna get you know a lot of QB sneaks. And as you said, used in that zone read game where he can add those touchdowns. But the ceiling on him as a passer is you know astronomical. Yeah, I mean, I, I, literally the only things, I, I, and I think it was more the Clemson offense, was I didn't see in the film I watched, I didn't see that many sort of, of those intermediate throws that I think he'll be expected to make more in the NFL of sort of those 10 to 20 yards passes on the deep ends and the deep outs and those kind of things. It was sort of either short or deep in the Clem- with Clemson. So I didn't see it. So I didn't see that those throws where you really need to, you know, Mahomes is obviously the best at those where you just need to cannon it into a tight window and Rogers as well. So that's the only thing I didn't see. And I'm the only other thing I could think is, I don't know if he's a little bit skinny at the moment. I mean, he's six, six, but he's only about two two fifteen from my understanding. So, but he didn't, he didn't miss any time in college. So I don't think that that's a real, a real worry. So, I mean, he, he is, I I would think he's a, a really really I mean special prospect. I, I think as, as a Jets fan, it's going to hurt <laughs> hearing all this. I imagine just feels but, like yeah. it's constantly rubbing salt in the wind. Yeah. yeah, I think my yeah my my only slight question mark is perhaps around that sort of anticipation uh, anticipation throwing and sort of throwing guys open. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, that is one of the hardest things to see transition from the college game like it's very difficult in these highly schemed offenses to say you know yes he's throwing guys open because actually most receivers are running wide open in college anyway exactly and I mean the the hard thing is is that the top the top prospects like him go to big colleges where he's got you know first round talent all over the offense you know and most of it I mean I might be showing my Georgia bias here, but I mean, the only other knock I would give is that he's obviously playing in a conference where Clemson has been an absolute juggernaut in his time there. And, you know, with Florida State dropping away, he's not really had a run of games playing against top, top competition. You know, it's only been when he's got into the the college football playoffs that he's seen sort of, I think, very strong competition. So... That's something to look at. But again, I think you really, to, to find many flaws, you're really, really starting to have to nitpick. Yeah, 100%. So moving on to, I guess, my my second rank quarterback. And I think at the moment, he's perhaps still holding on to the number two spot. I know there's a lot of debate. I think this is probably the most keenly debated spot in uh, in the sort of fantasy and, and NFL circles at that. But I'm gonna, we're going to talk about Justin Fields next. So what do you make of uh, Justin Fields as a prospect? I spent more time looking at him than than any of the other guys because I think he's a bit of a, a Rorschach test in that you can see what you want to see in him. Um, I think his highs are incredibly high. And I think if you look at the Clemson game, for example, in this year, phenomenal. And and you would you'd come away from that as a one-off game and you'd think the gap between him and Lawrence is minimal, you know. But then you look at a game like the Indiana game and you're sort of like, oh, is this guy even a, a first round prospect kind of thing? So I think there's a lot of inconsistencies there. He's a, he's got a, a decent release, a little bit of a long motion, I thought, but but good. Um, I think he's really good in the offense when it's uh, a quick, you know, when his first read gets open 
Um, and I think he struggles a little bit when he has to move on to his other reads. That seemed to be the problem against Indiana. Um, and he's a, he's a good off he's a good athlete, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of his rushing um, as well as his passing. Um, but he's not he's not a, a creator. I didn't from what I've seen so far. Um, I didn't see someone who was running and then suddenly was flipping the ball twenty yards over defenders. It was when he ran, he he ran. You know, he's not a Russell Wilson create the great space behind the line of scrimmage or Mahomes the way he drifts back ten yards, yeah. allow himself time for stuff to get open. Yeah, which that kind of scares me a little bit in the NFL because I don't think I think like even what you think of like Lamar is is probably the premier running quarterback, but even he will spend a lot of time still trying to buy time before he necessarily goes. It's more designed runs than than scrambles, whereas it felt like a, a Watching Justin Fields, if it if it wasn't there the first time, it was head down and go rather than maybe giving stuff a chance to develop. Which which is quite frankly probably a, a big red flag when you're talking about the NFL and you know it's more easy, but easier, shall we say, for NFL teams to scheme up taking away that first read. Yeah. Um, do you think that that's something that will kind of be a red flag as he transitions the NFL or do you think that's something that's going to be able I mean, to be overcome? I think he's one that, I mean, I know that most QB, you, you, most QBs don't get drafted to develop as much as they used to. Maybe when we started watching, you know, I think that was, was something that was quite common, especially if you weren't the top overall QB taken. So I, I would say, it, I think he's going to be very dependent upon what team he goes to. I think that's going to have a big big factor like you know I've seen him rumored to um uh, Atlanta and I think that would be a really good spot for him to la- land because I think a year getting in the system behind Matt Ryan I think that could be really beneficial for him I think if he was say if the Jets did take him at two I think that could be tricky if he's thrown straight in and expected to be the guy straight away um from what think- I've seen although I mean if they're running that Shanahan system I think he'd be a really good fit in that system. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's it's hard to say. Like I said, I think I think what you want to see out of him is a little bit in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, and I think you know, touching on the Shanahan system, it seems that you know any quarterback is a, is a, is a good fit for that system. As yeah. a Jets fan, I'm sitting here hearing this great is a great fit. This guy's a great fit. But let's be honest, it's a great system. Any quarterback is a great fit. Well, um, I think as well, if you look in this, the top the top four guys are all have all got that mobility. And I mean, you know, I think that was the trend of the, one of the trends that came out of this season was that, you know, I think the days of that six, five, six, six stature in the pocket, but can read the defense and gun it out. I don't know if, if that works anymore. So I think the fact that all these guys are, are, are good athletes can move at the top. I think that shows you the way that, that the game is going. I don't, I don't think, I think you've got to be a good athlete. And I think Fields is a very, very good athlete. Yeah. So I think that will give him a chance. Definitely. I think that this is the kind of guy that, you know, you were talking before the pod about 20 years ago, when we first started getting the game, there were offensive coordinators and head coaches had their schemes and they draft the quarterback and they forced them to adapt into their, the coaches schemes and learn the system and learn how to, perform what they wanted in this NFL offense. Yeah, Whereas I mean, you've seen over time with I think it probably started around the sort of the RG3 time I think of that Shanahan offense and they basically took his college offense and, and 
made it made it NFL suitable as such. And now you see someone like Justin Fields, where it's going to really take that offensive coordinator building the system around him in order for him to reach the highs and be a success at the at this next level. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that was a knock on Aaron Rodgers coming out was that he'd come from the Jeff Tedford system that had, had Carboller, Achilles Smith, and uh, Joey Harrington in it and Trent Dill for years and years ago. And people were saying like, oh, you know, well, you, these guys, they look great in that system, but when they come into the NFL, where I think now the expectation is, okay, we got our quarterback. What's he good at? Let's do that to accentuate it rather than, okay, no, I'm going to line up in eye formation. And I don't care if he was in the shotgun for most of the time in college and he likes that. We're going to line up in the eye formation and we're going to run it on first and second down. And on third down, I expect him to, you know, complete third and eights all the time you know so I do, I do think it has it has changed massively when was the last time you heard uh, an NFL quarterback prospect being talked about well can he take a snap from under center I know I, do you know what I did I did write that down about Trevor Lawrence because I was just thinking like everything here is shotgun and then you think it doesn't matter now where that was <laughs> you know even as recently as I think Jared Goff when it when it was Goff and Wentz I think that was one of the big things that was sort of like oh you know Goff's been in shotgun his whole career where Wentz playing at North Dakota is, you know, he's getting under centre or whatever, or South Coast, sorry, he's getting under centre. And it's like, I don't think that that matters now, does it? I don't think that... that it's just, it's just yeah. a different world, isn't it? To, yeah. You know, the NFL has changed so quickly, but no more so at, at the quarterback position. It has literally transformed in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, so going on to a guy that I've got a number three, but... You know, talking of transforming in the NFL, I think this is a guy that probably 10, 15 years ago probably wouldn't have even been drafted. But um, what what do you what do you make of Trey Lance? Um, I liked him. I think he's quite a hard evaluation for a lot of reasons. Um, I think obviously you watch everything and it's always in the back of your mind. It's like, yeah, but how many of these guys are NFL quality players that he's got around him? Uh, the game this year. Coastal Carolina, yep. I think. Yeah, not not a particularly good, improve, uh, impressive performance, but obviously it's incredibly difficult because you've got a guy who um, played one game this season. So I think he's quite a tough evaluation. I mean, he he is he he ticks all the boxes, doesn't he? I mean, he's got good size, he's solid build, he's got a good arm. You know, he's accurate on his throws. He takes care of his throw of the ball. You know, his what was it? He didn't throw an interception in Zero his whole. Yeah, you know, it was only in his last game where he threw a pick. So, you know, he looks looks there and he's a very good athlete. And he, and I think he's one that you could probably even more than Fields, he's one that you could actually do design runs for. He's not it's not a okay if stuff breaks down, I'm gonna try and scramble and get five or six here. It's it's you know, I could see him running read option and stuff like that so so I think it's there it's just it's just he's such a projection I mean he would be in normal times anyway but obviously with all that's gone on in the last year he's it's just really hard I think to to judge him other than raw tools at the moment yeah 100% and I think that I'm I'm I'll be honest I'll lay my cards on the table I'm completely in love with Trey Lance because all I can see is the incredible upside of this guy's got unbelievable arm talent and is an absolute, you know, he is a next level athlete. I think he has got, you know, you throw him in for me in the rushing ability of a Kyler and a Lamar and, and he's, those are his peers. He's not in the, you know, the 
the sort of four to five hundred yards season bracket as such. I think he absolutely his upside is. You know, you talked about the four thousand yard passing, thousand yard rushing. That is his upside. Um, you know, if if we're talking about swinging for the fences, I just think that he he absolutely could be everything you could ever dream of. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite so high on him as I think <laughs> you are. I, I'm I'm more I don't know. I, I, I just think it like I mean, and again it's a problem with us there being no combine. It's it's hard, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more raw data maybe on some of these guys, but um to back up what you're saying. And it's important, I think, when you're seeing someone like him, like, you know, he's playing against guys who are a lot of them are going to be insurance salesmen and, you know, and stuff. He's not playing against guys that are there on a Sunday. So sometimes he looks like a phenomenal athlete. And I, I watch him, I think, yeah, but he's, he's playing against linebackers who will probably run him five second forties, <laughs> you know? And, and, yeah. and, and I don't mean that as a knock, like, you know, he's a, he's done phenomenally well in the in the level that he's been playing at. And, you know, there are players who've played at that level, you know, two guys won a Super Bowl who played at that level, you know, Joe Flacco and and um, Carson Wentz and both went in the first round and had, you know, I think pretty decent careers. I mean, quite different. I think Joe Flacco was pretty steady and Carson Wentz has sort of had a, a year, 18 months of being phenomenal and, and sort of dropped away. But who knows? I, I, I think, the trade will reignite something in him and I'm, I'm a Carson believer, but um, you know, I, I just think, I think there's a lot of projection. I think he's got a lot of room for growth. I think that to me, he's the clear number four at the moment. Um, but I don't think he's got the highest ceiling out of the guys at the top of this draft. Definitely. Not. I think, yeah, I think that for me, this is perhaps telling of my approach to sometimes the quarterback position. If I'm, you know, if I'm taking Trey Lance as my third quarterback or, or fourth quarterback, I don't want a to, to essentially play it safe. If if I'm looking for someone that I need to start for me 10 to 15 weeks a season over the next, you know, two, three seasons, then yeah, probably Trey Lance isn't the one. But if I'm looking at someone who I can get towards the back end of the first as my Yeah, you know, I think QB3, I think if- QB4, yeah, I think if you're looking, if you're looking to come out of the rookie draft this year with a spot starter, I'm not sure he's your your guy yet. Like, I think if you're looking really to me, if you're looking at a fourth QB, who you can kind of be like, I'm probably not going to get much out of him, but that's okay, I can carry him. Then I think that's a then he, yeah, he's a good pick there. But I think if you need something out of him, probably this year or maybe even next year, I don't know if you're going to see that uh, personally, but. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think a, a good prospect definitely. I mean, they all are. They're, they're, I think they're all going to go in the top ten. Personally, I think it would. I mean, it's I never be shocked if it was four in the first four. I, to be honest, I know. Yeah, it, it does feel like I think you could see someone trading up. But I mean, I, I think to be honest with you, I mean, we we're talking like it's a top four. I don't think Matt Jones is a definite. Like I don't think he's definitely the fifth guy. I think there'll be some teams out there that that will fall in love with him. So there's a report today. I, I can't. I think it was on Bleacher Report saying that teams are falling out of love with Trey Lance and Mac Jones is the fourth QB really? off the board come come April. So it's. I, I think the talks already getting there. I can't see that personally, but obviously I, I do that. For, I look at this from reports and from you know, a bit of college film that you can find, whereas obviously these guys are getting them in for interviews. And I think that makes sense. I think that 
that's going to, well, we'll jump ahead to Matt Jones and I'm, I'm messing up your order. So we'll, we'll <laughs> well, before we get to Matt Jones, let's talk about my, my QB4. Uh, so that's Zach Wilson. Uh, so obviously a bit of a late bloomer, but um, what do you think of him? I think I'm higher on him than you. Um, definitely. I, I mean, and a lot of the, the draft guys that I'm looking, not so much necessarily the fantasy point of view, but I think the draft guys that, that have got him as, as QB2, and I think he seems to be cementing himself from that. Um, I, I really like him. I think there's some big red flags in that he's got a bit of an injury history and he's sort of a, a smaller sort of narrow frame guy so you know you could be spending a, a top three or four pick here on him in your draft and then you could be finding out that you've got a guy who in three years is at league so I think that's always a little bit of a, a concern but I, I I know he's he's the prospect that I, when I've seen comparisons has been the broadest but I just see Drew Breeze when I see him I just think his release is phenomenal like I love the way he just snaps it out there um, good good athlete as well um, which Drew Brees was in college, um, you know. I just think, I, I just think he's he's got a really good good potential, and I think um, if he does go to the Jets at two, I think that could be a really good fit because I think he could really get a lot out of the the Shanahan system. As we said, I mean, every QB is apparently amazing in the Shanahan system. <laughs> um, why every NFL team isn't running it, I don't know, but um, I think you see. Like I say, I just I just love his release. I just love how he gets the ball out quick, and I think in that kind of system with his mobility, I think he could be really successful. So I'm quite high on him. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know I, I I'm not I don't want this to come across as me being negative towards Zach Wilson. I think as an NFL quarterback, mm. I think he's going to be very good, and I think mm. you know I'm starting to get my head around the fact that he's he's probably going to be Wilson to the Jets at two. Yeah, um, and I think that he's got as you said a lot of the tools that you look for. My concern around Wilson is more around the fantasy side in that mm. I think whilst he's got, you know, above average athleticism and whilst he is a, you know, a good mover behind the line of scrimmage, I think that's what it is, is it's, you know, it's the Russell Wilson extending plays without taking off and rushing. And I think uh, that, I think that he's, you know, going to be, a good NFL quarterback, but from a fancy perspective, I don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, putting up the 40, 40 touchdown seasons or the 500 yard rushing seasons to be a top 10 quarterback that we need in fantasy. Yeah. And I think as well, like we, we keep joking about that system and while it's an incredible offensive system, it is built on the run. And I think that's what you're, you know, you're going to see like that you, QBs can have explosions out of it, but generally, you know, it is a a play action based system and the running backs are gonna get some work. And I think like you know, like I say, I think you can pencil him into the Jets at two from what I'm seeing, and I think there is a definite fit there. Um but I, I, I can totally see that I think as well that he's maybe not got that that upside from a fantasy point of view that the other guys maybe have got. So I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So the the fifth quarterback, um, I'll be honest, this is a quarterback that I want no part of come fantasy drafts, unless I'm getting in the middle to back end of the seconds in Superflex drafts. I just can't see myself taking him because I think the ceiling is just not there. And that's Max Jones. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, 
I think he's that guy. There's one every year, isn't there, that that comes into the year as not, you know, on anyone's radar and then suddenly it just starts flying up boards and suddenly is in the first round. And, you know, two months ago he was sort of borderline first round, but he was handed. People talked about him like closer to Kyle Trask, didn't they? And suddenly, you know, he's had a good college football playoff and he's not only, you know, the fifth quarterback, he's, he's now top 10 and he's overtaken some of the other guys. So I, I, I just think, I thought it was really interesting. Like I said, that the trend on the athletic QBs that you saw this year, that I, the only guys that were stand in the pocket, traditional pocket passes were kind of what Brady rivers, breeze, breeze, big Ben, and uh, and you know even Rogers maybe but again Rogers has run around a lot and still isn't really a proper you know traditional six five yes yeah, not a six five point passer so all those guys are, are guys that grew up in that era when that was still the you know the the focus of it and you kind of they had the chance to experience it. I suppose maybe Matt Ryan was the last one off the top of my head that's like yeah. that maybe you could throw in Matt Stafford as well it's not yeah really a although he can guy. move around doesn't he he throws on the run he's not a runner but he, he throws on the run and, and stuff but I just don't think these guys get get the chance now in the modern NFL I think you know I think it's interesting because I think there's more quarterback prospects like it used to be that there wasn't enough people in the world that could play quarterback in the NFL <laughs> You know, whereas I think you've seen in the last five years that that's that's just not true now because of the way they're building the offense. I think the position is offensive tackle. I think there's not 64 people in the world that can play offensive tackle to a high level, and I think because of that, you need mobility in the court in your quarterback because they can't build O lines like they used to. And I just can't see Matt Jones. I, I can't see it personally. I, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that he, he goes, you know, you want all the guys that get drafted to have a really good career as long as they don't go to the Steelers. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think, I just think, you know, he's, he's in the perfect system. He's got, you know, first round draft picks everywhere in that offense, you know, and I just, I don't think, I think his lack of athleticism, his lack of, you know, real arm strength, I, I, I can't see it personally either. Yeah, to to me, you're basically saying that you're going to stick him in the NFL and he has to be an incredible pocket passer because teams teams don't have to worry about, you know, rush lanes and and keeping him in the pocket. They can just as soon as it's, they know it's a pass, they, you know, pull your ears back and go. They don't need to worry about him taking off. I think that you're basically, as you said, you listed a, a, a number of guys that are, you know, pocket passers, but they've been doing this for years. You know, he's been a very good college quarterback in a system where he probably had one of the best offensive lines in college. He's had two wide receivers that are going to be, for all intents and purposes, top 15 picks probably in yeah. the draft. And he didn't stand out head and shoulders above everybody else. I just think that, for me, his his from a fantasy perspective, his absolute ceiling is a, a late QB two, and I yeah. think I wouldn't be shocked if he's the you know the next in a long list of quarterbacks that get dropped, pushed up late in the in the draft process, get overdrafted because of a team needs a quarterback, not because yeah. that's the value he goes. Yeah, and I think that I wouldn't be shocked if in three years' time we're talking about him as a, a bust and teams are moving on. I think he's one of those guys that 
I would sit here, if you know, going into draft, and I would be thinking, I'm kind of happy to be wrong on him. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, oh, he's got no chance. I think it's hard. I think his route to being a successful NFL quarterback is going to be tricky. But I, I think, like I say, I think there's so many things against him that if someone else in the league wants to take that chance, you know, where he's going back into the first in, in Superflex leagues. Uh, yeah, probably back in the first, early second. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of running backs in this draft. There's some incredible wide receiver prospects. If I'm sitting there at the back end of the first, I'm thinking I'm going to roll the dice on them rather yeah. than, than taking the quarterback. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So that that kind of concludes, the, I guess, the positional breakdowns. We're not going to go into you know your Cole Trust, your Jamie Newmans. I think that realistically they're going to be nothing more than drafted to be backups in the NFL. Um, you know, yes, one of them might, might break out, but we're not going to spend too much time talking about them. But what we are going to do is I'm going to give Kenny, you're going to have a, a quick fire round. So this is going to be a, a series of questions. Um, just give me your answer. We can have a, a quick minute or two talking about it, but, uh, but not it too in depth. So first question is going to be the QB with the highest fantasy ceiling. It's, it's unbelievable to say it because he's so hyped, but, I, I just think Trevor. Lo- I mean, uh, I mean, who's going to win seven Super Bowls? And <laughs> and part of what Tom Brady did. But I mean, I think you know we talk about like I say the, the sort of if you're a four thousand yard passer and thousand yard rusher that you would probably put up a fantasy season that that we've not really seen before. And I think he's the guy that could maybe go that I've seen that coming out that is that's closest if that makes sense. I don't think he will be a thousand yard rusher. Um, but a 5,000-yard pass and a 500-yard rusher, I could definitely see that. So I think I think he's got something. I don't think, obviously, there's necessarily some of the, the growth there. I think you can look at Trey Lance and think, actually, I could see him having a, a year like that. But to me, I think Lawrence is, is a prospect um, that we haven't seen for a while. Yeah. I think I'd, I'll disagree with you slightly and say I think my highest ceiling is Trey Lance just because of that rushing outside. I think he is... You know, he is the only guy I see in this class that can be in that Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson mold as a rusher, where you build your rushing game around the quarterback, right. um, which to me puts him as the, the kind of highest ceiling. Who's the who's the QB with the lowest floor from a fancy perspective? I'm worried that, you know, that Family Fortunes video where the guy answered turkey to every single question. I'm worried <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. Um I think, again, it's Lawrence, isn't it? I mean, I think that he's a guy that if you've got the first pick this year in, in a Superflex League, you just get onto the second pick quickly because I, I can't see him. I, I think he could be in his rookie year. I think he could be top 10. Yeah, And I think he'll be a regular fixture in the top five, probably the, the top three. I mean, I'm, I'm that high on him. Yeah, I think, you know, in, in terms of floor... It, it, it's it's hard to foresee him not being anything but a stud, isn't it? I'd, you know, it sounds ridiculous because NFL quarterbacks are first round picks are what a fifty fifty hit, but yeah, I'm fairly confident this guy's gonna be a stud. I mean, I think I think the thing is is that they've got an offensive minded head coach who's coming in with they're going to build a system around him that is designed to maximise his strengths. I think he's enough of a runner that even if he has some difficulties early on as a passer. Um, I think that he'll be able to still stay relevant and, and, you know, be getting up to that 20, 25 point a game window. 
And I think he's going to a place where it wasn't that long ago the Jags was good. And, and I do think that they've got cap room, they've got picks, they can, you know, I, I, I do think that he, it's not like Joe Burrow going to the Bengals where you kind of think like, geez, it's going to be hard to turn that around. I think, I think Jacksonville are, uh, you know, let's face it, they tanked. They, they, you know, manipulated it so they knew they were getting him. And, and I think they're going to be in a, a good place. So I, I just can't see him not being a guy that is, you know, your QB one for the next 10 years. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe let's skip over the next one of QB you bet your life on. Cause I think uh, it might be a shock <laughs> to anyone as to, to who you're picking. No, really I'd like. be fascinated to hear your, your take on that though. I'm guessing. I think, yeah, for me, QB you bet my life on it's, it's Trevor Lawrence. As you said, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to see him being anything but super. And I, I appreciate, you know, that's, that's not fantastic content for anybody to be sitting no. and listening to it's not anything you know hot take it's not anything exciting but if you've got your 101 in your rookie draft just don't overthink it don't think about going running back don't think about you know a generational receiver or, or don't think about the potential upside of fields or lance or wilson or anything just just take trevor lawrence and be very happy yeah no i think i think like even in a, a one qb league i'd still think at 101 i think you take him because Oh. You know, I think you, I think you, you really got to think about it just because he's, it's it's money in the bank, isn't it? It's just money in the bank. You know, I suppose yeah. If if you're looking purely for floor, yeah, then then yeah, I get that. I just think that in a one QB league, the positional value of taking a quarterback that high is is. Just, I, I can I can see I that. Can, I can I I said a couple of weeks ago that. Any, I'd take any first round pick over any quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes in a one QVP. Um, and I can't stand by that because I think that the positional value is just not there in a one QB league. I, I get that, but you've also got to think about if you pick 101, you probably haven't got as much of a team. Do you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I'm thinking you can, t- you know, it's like that's, I'm not going to start stepping on your other players. You, you know, I could see any situation where they're the guy that you would want, you know. And I could also see a situation where any of them, I really like them, but all of them, you know, receivers are a position where you can miss out on those guys. You know, it's so, so dependent. Whereas I just think at one-on-one, if you're the worst team in your league and you need something to just a foundational piece, get him in. QB's taken care of. Now I can start worrying about all the other positions <laughs> and try and, you know, but maybe that's the difference in how we build teams. Though. Perhaps, perhaps. So, um, so the best player at cost. So this is taking into account. So Trevor Lawrence, as you said, Superflex is 101. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson are probably that early to mid first. Trey Lance is probably a mid to late first. And then Matt Jones is kind of at the turn of the late first, early second. Yeah, I mean, I want to say Lawrence again to this, Rich, but that's just screwing up the podcast there a bit. Um, I, I mean, I... I... I really struggle with Justin Fields in that I can't see how I can really see him being really good. And I kind of think, okay, I think he's going to drop. I think that there's going to be, you know, I think he's the QB that I could see dropping down the draft board. And that's always the thing is that there's a chance you end up on the better team. So I think it's a bit early to say now when I'm sitting on the fence a bit, which I don't know you want me to do, but I think I would want to wait and see where Trey Lance and Justin Fields are drafted. And I think they're those guys, you know, that you could see almost a bit like a Deshaun Watson where 
they fall out of the top. He fought, fell out of the top ten, but actually he slid into it at the time. It was a good position. Obviously, it's gone a little <laughs> bit nuts since. But um, you know that that's kind of it. That if it is one of these, um, you know, playoff teams or, or fringe playoff teams that could be coming up, reaching up and and taking them in the mid first round, or you know, pits or twelve, thirteen, fourteen around there, and. If any of those guys fall in there, they would be the one that I think, if you're then picking them up in the later half of your first round, I think that could be a very good cost. Yeah, okay. And then uh, and then your best sleepers outside this top five, what name should we keep an eye out? I can't get away with Trevor Lawrence is my answer for this one, can I? No, definitely not. Um, I, I'm intrigued by Jamie Newman. I'm going to hold my hands up and say I haven't seen loads of him, but the little bits I saw of him, at Wake, I quite liked. Um, something weird's gone on there with. I mean, as I said earlier, I'm a Georgia fan, so uh, something weird's gone on there, and I don't know if we'll ever all get to the bottom of it. I think obviously JT Daniels coming in. I think his nose maybe was put out joint, but that's just me trying to read the tea leaves. Um, I think he's got good tools. I think he obviously didn't have a great senior league uh, senior bowl uh, week, and I think that sort of knocked him down. Um, but he was a guy that, you know, this time last year, people were talking about as a Heisman candidate. And I just think, I mean, we, we were talking about before the pod that, you know, you look at it and there's a handful of QBs in the last 10 years that have been drafted, not even outside, not even outside the first round, outside the first half of the first round that are actually fantasy relevant. So it's hard to see a, a sleeper that could really go and, and is even possibly even worth drafting but I think he's a guy that's worth keeping an eye on if he ends up in a a space where there's a clear route to start you know so a a guy if he I'm thinking a late round pick like the Bucks or you know uh, somewhere there where there's a a route to eventually being the starter I think he might be one that if you, you get into the fifth or sixth round of your rookie draft and you're thinking I've got a space why not have a punt yeah, I, I, you know, without wanting to agree with you yet again, I really like Jamie Newman as that that deeper prospect. My dream landing spot for him is, I was going to say Oakland then, but Las Vegas. With mm. if if Mariota is going to go, you know, can he spend a year in that Gruden system behind Derek Carr? We know Gruden's desperate to get a new quarterback in. He loves a guy with tools. Could could he? bring in someone like Newman who could then potentially be a starter in 2022. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen, but it's the kind of thing I wouldn't be shocked about. And if, let's be honest, if he does end up being a starter somewhere in the NFL, he's he's got that rushing upside that, you know, we seem to constantly be talking about, but it's, it's what brings fantasy production. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the situation is it every year that there's two or three guys that go at the, outside the first round that you sort of look at and you can you can paint a scenario where they're coming in and they're Russell Wilson or they're Dak Prescott or they're, they're Tom Brady and he, he's going to be that guy. Like, you know, depending on where he goes, he's going to be that guy. But, I mean, you need to know that if you are taking someone like that, it's, it's more than likely going to end up as a wasted draft pick. Yeah, you know, 100%. it's absolutely. I mean, you are literally buying a lottery ticket here. That is, you know, almost certainly going to amount to nothing. But if you do hit, then it's you know you've got great value, and you know you can you can use it as a building block going forward. 
yeah, and let's be honest, you know, we're talking in uh, Superflex Draft, in the first round, it's a 50% hit rate. That person is a usable fantasy piece as a top 24 or top 12, depending on the position, producer once in their career. In the second round, it's 25%. Third round beyond, you're talking less than 10% chance. Yeah. So I'm more than willing at that point, if I've got a one in 10 chance of a running back or receiver I'm taking in that range, turning into a useful player. Why not, you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago in Superflex, if in doubt, take a quarterback. It just, the positional value is so incredible. You know, I, I think that if you've got four, five, quarterbacks on your roster there's no point not having a set I think just think the positional value is so extreme just I, I love in my rookie drafts in the third fourth fifth round going and buying you know taking a flyer on him chances are after two years you'll, you'll know enough about whether you want to move on or not well it's like like we said you know about guys like Russell Wilson Dak Prescott those guys you know they don't come out, they don't happen very often. But I mean, look, let's face it, the greatest quarterback ever was drafted in the sixth. You know, they do exist. You know, there is that guy. So you keep, but your only way you're going to find one of those is if you keep taking a punt on them. And I mean, it, it makes sense, especially in the Superflex League, I think, to to be looking at it and saying, well, I'm going to take one of these guys every year almost because, you know, as long as you're going in with your eyes open, knowing that in all likelihood it is a wasted pick, I'm going to get no production out of this guy, but I'll stick him at the bottom of my bench and who knows, you know, and in, he might get to the end of his rookie contract. He might not even make it that far and I just, it'll just cut and, and go. But I think if you're doing that, I think you've always got a, got a chance and then you could end up looking really smart because you could be the guy that gets a, a that Prescott or a, Wilson or somebody at the in your third, fourth, fifth round of your draft. Yeah, and I think that with quarterback position, these guys don't take two, three years to to become valuable. You know, if they're going to become valuable, they become valuable quickly. You know, yeah. that's that's my concern about Jordan Love is that I think that he's a fantastic buy candidate right now, but if he's going to be the guy. I'd want to be seeing it next year if not yeah. the year after because I don't if he, if he's not become the guy after you know heading into year three then I don't think he's ever going to be the guy. I mean, I oh, know this is getting this turned into a long pod, so I don't want to go too much longer. But we <laughs> we we talked before about you know the idea of ability and situation, and I think more than anything that QB is situation. You know, there's a chance that if Tony Romo doesn't get injured, that Prescott is rather than, you know, possibly, you know, being franchised and all that stuff, he's playing out his rookie deal as a guy who's thrown 30 passes. You yeah. know, that is is a situation, you know, same in Seattle. If Matt Flynn had gone into that training camp and really shown, you know, you don't know what's happening. And I think that's clear with the QB position more than, than say, running back and receiver, is that I think if you go by ability with a running back and receiver, the theory would be would eventually those guys, even if they are in a bad situation, will come to the top and, and make their way into, you know, starting a fantasy relevance where QB, it's, I think it's so situational, especially, you know, you don't get the reps, you don't get a chance to show it. So I think that's one that you've got to go into your draft with, okay, if I'm going to take this guy in the third or the fourth, you've got to almost have in your head a, a situation where you're saying, you know, like, for example, last year, someone like a Jacob Eason, you could have seen a situation where, okay, Rivers gets dinged up. 
may and i know brissette's there but maybe they roll the dice with him or do you know what i mean like something yeah, like that so yeah uh, awesome well thank you so much it's been fantastic having you on um right, i'm sure we'll uh we'll be getting you back on in the off season but um thank you very much guys and uh we'll be back next week with a running back preview with uh matt from the fancy wild card and the fancy football astronauts we'll see you again next week live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.